0: This Gospel reading from John chapter 1 is John's version of the Christmas story, if you can believe that. We don't hear anywhere in the way that John tells it about Mary and Joseph, or choirs of angels or shepherds or animals gathered around a manger. No, no, John chooses to write something very poetic, very theological, very dense, and if I'm honest, a little bit confusing. And if that wasn't bad enough, John kind of plagiarized it as well. Hopefully you were paying attention at the beginning of worship, but we read for you from Genesis chapter 1 and then read from John chapter 1. And it's very clear when you read those two passages side by side that when John was writing his version of the Christmas story, when John was talking about what it meant for God to become human in the person of Jesus, he had that creation story in the back of his mind. And so John uses words like light and truth and he writes it in the same rhythm and the same way as what we saw in Genesis chapter 1 when God first created light. And so all of these connections has gotten me thinking this morning about that one time that my daughter Evelyn got a flashlight as a gift. Let me tell you this story. This was about seven or eight years ago now, and my my mother and my father were coming to visit us. And so my oldest daughter, Evelyn, was only three years old. And as always is the case, when my parents come to visit, they come bearing gifts. My mother is like Santa Claus, always having something to share with her grandkids. And so on this particular occasion, my mother presented my little daughter, Evelyn, with a small flashlight. And I thought that this was so peculiar at the time. What a strange gift to give a three-year-old. She's never going to use that, I thought. But of course, mother knows best. My mom had raised three kids of her own, and so she knew exactly what she was doing when she gave that small flashlight to a three-year-old. Sure enough, that whole day Evelyn spent playing with her small flashlight, exploring all the dark corners of our house. And for weeks and weeks afterwards, this small flashlight was somehow her favorite toy. And the time that she wanted it most, of course, was when we put her to bed at night. Evelyn would always ask us to go and find that flashlight so that she could have it with her in her bed as she fell asleep. And what I thought was strange about this is that she had a nightlight in her room across the hall right there that kept light in this dark space. But no, Evelyn insisted on holding that tiny flashlight. And something about having that there with her gave her comfort and confidence to face the darkness of her room each night. And now, as we think about it, isn't that also kind of what we're all after in one way or another? Comfort and confidence to face the long nights of this life. I don't have to tell you, but we've been living through a very long night with this pandemic. Just as it seems like things would get better, there's a new variant that comes out that sends us back into fear and this sense of unknowing and this wondering of when will this ever end. That can feel like a long night of anxiety and and mistrust and, and just wondering what's going to happen next. And some of you are probably totally over this whole pandemic thing and are tired of the pastor talking about it. But there's other long nights that we face as well. Maybe you struggle with addiction or have in the past. That can be this hard inner demon that just seems impossible to beat. Something that pops up again and again. A long night that drags on that you don't know how to encounter on your own. Or maybe there's the long night of loneliness. Certainly we've all felt that in one way or another this past year. Feeling isolated and disconnected from family and friends. And for some of you, maybe that loneliness existed long before this whole pandemic threw everything in a tizzy. It's long nights of loneliness that can make us sad and unsure, and maybe even lead to the long night of depression or other mental health struggles that we face, where it seems like everything around us should be fine, we all should be doing okay, and yet there's something deep within you that's sad and lonely and hurting that you can't quite explain. No matter what you do, it can be just so hard to break out of. These are all just some of the examples of the long nights that we face as people making this earthly pilgrimage. I don't know what yours might look like, but what I do know is that God's message of hope is exactly for moments like this. John talks in his gospel passage about how the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it that famous promise from God that no matter what we encounter, no matter how long the night might seem, there is still always hope on the horizon because of what God has promised to us. And I hope you heard too in the beginning of worship as we read from Genesis chapter 1 that the very first thing that God created was this sense of light and hope. On the very first day God said, let there be light and there was light. I think there is something deeply powerful about recognizing this truth. That the very first thing God thought to create was this light, this sense of hope, this sense that no matter what we encounter, the power of God will always be greater. No matter what you might be dealing with right now, no matter what might be causing you fear, and anxiety, I want you to know that the light of Christ will always shine brighter. This is the cornerstone of our faith. It's the first thing we hear in Genesis. It's the first thing we hear in John's Gospel. Like a toddler with a flashlight in a dark room, I want us each to know deeply that there is a power greater than our fear. That there is a force stronger than our anxiety. That there is a light that will overcome whatever form the shadows might take. And not only that, but I want us to know that the promises of God are actually even bigger than this. In the Gospel part that I read for you, this second half of John's Christmas story, we hear another famous line where John says, the word became flesh and lived among us. Sometimes we hear it translated, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And actually, both translations are wildly inaccurate. This word dwelt or lived is so complex in the original Greek that we just have to translate it as lived among us because it's the best that we got. A A better version of this word would actually be tabernacled. I know, it's very strange because tabernacle is a noun, not a verb, but hear me out on this. When John is writing this creation story, he is saying that the Word of God, this eternal element of God, became flesh and tabernacled among us. The tabernacle in ancient Judaism was the place where the holy of holies was held. Only a select few high priests could even go near the tabernacle because it was believed that the tabernacle is where heaven and earth overlapped. And so what John says is that when this eternal word of God, this light of Christ, became flesh, the tabernacle was there among us. Jesus was the tabernacle. Jesus was the place where heaven and earth overlapped, where heaven came to be so close and personally with us that we could reach out and touch him. I think that this is actually what made that flashlight so important to my three-year-old daughter. That flashlight was with her in the dark room. Sure, there was a nightlight across the hall, but the flashlight was there in her hands, giving her that courage and that confidence to face the darkness alone. And in the same way, when we gather for a baptism or when we gather for communion, there's something placed in our hands, something holy and sacred. Heaven is coming to earth again in a real, tangible way. To give us hope again, to remind us of God's love again, so that we can continue to face the darkness, the long nights that we might encounter. I know that we are all carrying so much right now. And so as we step into this new year, I wanted us to begin by just remembering what our faith is actually all about, what our faith actually provides us with. No matter the fear you are carrying, the anxiety in your heart, the questions and the unknowing, our faith is based on this belief that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness never overcomes it. And that is a personal promise. Like a toddler holding a flashlight close to her chest in a dark room at night, we hold these promises of God close to us and we know that heaven will break in again and again and again, that the very love and light and hope of God has become flesh to be with us through whatever long nights we might encounter. Amen.